Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's going on, guys? Rich Schneider right here, joined by Craig Epstein. Um, I guess I'm filling in for Chris today. Um, Craig, let's let's talk some Rutgers basketball. Um, yeah, there's a, lot to, there's a lot to talk about. They're in. Uh, maybe it's close. I honestly, though, to be to be fully honest, I think I do think right now they're in. Mm-hmm. I would say, especially the fact that they got the double buy. Yeah. I think. I think that's I think it's hard to say that it's hard to say that a top four team in the Big Ten isn't a tournament team. But at the same time, I will I will admit that if a team like Nebraska, let's say, for instance, because that's the that's the bracket Rutgers is finds themselves in. If yeah. Nebraska were to go on a run here and find themselves, if Nebraska were to beat Rutgers, then I think that would be like that would be a, that's disaster. That's nightmare scenario. That might be the thing that would keep Rutgers out. but. Um, I don't, I mean, uh, who knows? We'll see, I guess we'll see what happens. Anything can happen in the big 10 tournament, but I mean, mm-hmm. a team like Nebraska, a day one team, I mean, they don't, they, we've seen in the past, I mean, we've seen Rutgers, a day one team has made a little bit of a run, but to make a run to that point to to they would be the, the semifinals of the big 10. That's, that's very rare. And just, you know, that it, to me, that's the nightmare scenario, Nebraska going on a run and beating Rutgers, but I don't think it's going to happen, but I there's a lot of things I didn't think was going to happen this year, and they ended sure. up happening. So who knows, right? Yeah, no, I mean that's a, it's a good point right there. Uh, the Nebraska scenario would kind of, I think that's the only thing that would probably throw them out of the. Well, bracket. Nebraska or Northwestern, I guess you can throw them in too. Yeah, technically, as long um, as a day one team doesn't beat them, like I think they should be good. They should at least be good for Dayton, but we'll probably get into that a little bit. Yeah, and I know I know people like don't want to talk about it, but obviously it's not just a day one team. Like this is, there would be a Q three loss, maybe Q four, I guess depending on who it is. I'm not really sure where the rankings are for Nebraska and Northwestern. But uh, on top of that, like it's it's just such – I don't even know how to describe it. It's just such an ugly loss late season too. And it's like – it's I don't know. It's it, just – yeah, it would be like one – you know, another team. step. And for a team like them who is just like, you know, take steps forward, take mm. steps back, you know, in and out, bubble, not, not bubble, bubble yeah. burst, who the hell knows at this point. But, but like – 
yeah, for for them to leave, you want to leave no doubt for the committee. Yeah. And if you were to lose to a team like a Nebraska or I think it's Northwestern, if you were to uh, lose, yeah, I think it's Northwestern. Yeah. If you were to lose to a day one team, then you're just giving the committee just another reason to say, hey, this team doesn't deserve it. But if you lose to like, let's just say everybody's kind of thinking that if no, if Iowa gets there, if, if Iowa beats Rutgers, I mean, would we be that surprised? Iowa, I mean, Iowa's a no. top t- is a very good team. And it, that, to me, that doesn't that doesn't really if that doesn't affect Rutgers resume no. too much. So no. I, it's weird. Like, I know a lot of people don't agree with this and a bad law, lo- a good loss is so much like it makes such a difference. Like if you replace that Lafayette game with any Q2 team, and I'm not even going to say Q1. If you get a Q2 team, there's no question they're in the tournament right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you at the end of the day, and I, I hate to criticize the guy because he did turn this entire program around over the past, whatever, six years he's been here, Pykele. You got to stop scheduling cupcakes. Mm-hmm. But that's enough about the bad. Let's talk about the good. They did. <laughs> they did pull out the victory. Um, it, a little nail biter at the end. And I've been yeah. saying this since I since I kind of started watching Penn State a little more because obviously I do cover both websites. Mm-hmm. Um, it literally reminds me of like Coach Pike's first year with Mike Shrews- Micah Shrewsbury over there. Mm-hmm. Um, they play really good defense. They're a nitty gritty team. They're going to take you down to the wire but they just can't score. They have no one there that can really do much of anything scoring wise. Um, that being said, John Harar is a beast down low. Yeah. And you could see why Rutgers kind of wanted him and why he, why Pike reached out to him right away in the off season. Susie entered the portal. I obviously, I don't think he started would have started at Rutgers over a cliff. No, nah, probably it, not. But could you imagine yeah. that two headed monster of cliff and Harar? I mean, that's, that's right there. I did to be right there with, with, um, with, uh, Purdue probably with ed and uh williams i mean those yeah. two headed those those two-headed monsters would just, I'm, I'm indifferent on if they could have played together but that's a different story oh uh, Harar and cliff yeah i don't think it would have worked at all to be honest that's just you're killing your offense almost at that point mm. but Cliff developed quite a bit and um yeah it, i think that's a big reason Harar went back but um credit to penn state they're, they're a pretty good team but Rutgers ended up pulling this one out um got a little nervous in the end with the free throws and i think i think it was actually cliff that missed a free throw late and or maybe Geo, Geo. Uh, yeah, the yeah, Geo at the end there. Geo went went one for two. It did put them up by two possessions. They went up fifty nine, fifty five. So he definitely, I mean, yeah, he definitely needed to hit at least one of those, and he did. And yeah. then uh, I forget who it was. The uh, Penn State player came down and nailed the three, mm-hmm. yeah, put them Sam within Sessoms, one. Who was it? I think it was Sam Sessoms, but oh. I might be wrong. Okay. Yeah, he hits the three over Jalen Miller. I mean, DeMiller, I thought played played fine defense. It was just a there's, great shot. Yeah, there's and then and then Rutgers at the end there has tra- they throw it into Paul. He gets trapped. He calls timeout. And um, yeah, terrible spot. I what mean, was just the a, turnover too late game? Yeah, yeah. Like, just a, gave just him a, a chance. It's, at that point, chuck it down the court. Yeah, right. I, I don't know. That that was a questionable call, um, especially because it was off a timeout. So you definitely you had a little bit of time to like draw something up. Yeah, they had no more timeouts, so you had to get it in yeah. from this terrible spot that they they find themselves in. And mm-hmm. you know, do you see as we all saw at the end there, Penn State they had a look, but it just didn't just didn't fall. Was, and Rutgers escaped with the win. <laughs> yeah, no, that was a big win for Rutgers. They needed that badly. Um, this actually kind of looked like the prototypical Rutgers team that I think we kind of thought they were going into the season. Decent, yeah. Like, t- Decent yeah. offense, nothing crazy. Three point, kind of below average. Free throws sucked, <laughs> and it just it just defense pretty much at the end of the day. I can't believe they got out rebounded as badly as they did. But mm-hmm. 
it's just it, they were resilient. They pulled it all, pulled it out. They won. And there's, there's not really much else you could say there. I was actually, um, I guess a small rotation, kind of a little like little Tibbs like here where we're like <laughs> talking about like 35 plus minutes for like everyone but Cliff who was in foul trouble. Otherwise probably would have played 30 minutes. Or yeah. So. I mean, and credit to uh, Dean and Ralph really filling in basically the entire first half for uh for filling in for cliff and then yeah. dean ended up scoring like seven points or yeah he scored like seven of their first like nine points yeah uh hits you know hits the big three has the has the really nice looking alley-oop and yeah they held Harard to seven in the first half so they have the credit to those guys for really stepping up because i mean you if you were to tell me before the game that cliff would be sitting out the full first half i would not think uh, i would i would think Rutgers is probably going to the halftime i don't see the half losing but they ended up sporting a uh, eight point lead. And honestly, it probably should have been more because Rutgers for most, for a good portion of that game just looked like the much better team until they kind of started wilting down the stretch. Yeah. Um, they obviously have some serious offensive issues over in Penn state, but um, you, you can credit the Rutgers a little defense a little bit too. Um, but moving on a little bit, I know we just kind of touched about it before, but the big 10 tournament is going to be interesting. Now it's so weird. Cause I could see this team losing their first game. I could see this team winning it all. I, I don't know anymore. I give up on trying to predict this team. Um, they're I, I forget who it was Bart Torvik or one of them rated them like the most erratic team in college basketball, which I, I think is pretty accurate. Mm-hmm. You, how do you have a loss at home to a 315 ranked team mm-hmm. and then defeat Iowa and Wisconsin? And I'm pretty sure Illinois. I see a lot of times I see a lot of times people when Rutgers doesn't play games, mm-hmm. they fall in the net and people are like saying like Hawaii, why is this happening? But at the same time, it I think it's mostly because a team like a Lafayette, I don't know, will lose to somebody and their net drops. So as a, it's like a domino effect, their net drops. So Rutgers net is going to drop because that because that loss is just going to keep looking worse and worse. So that's probably and same thing for probably UMass and DePaul. Those I mean, th- those losses probably kind of have a domino effect. And that's why when Rutgers, even though they might not play a game, they kind of fall a little bit in the net. But yeah, no, the, net, the net is kind of its own kind of worst enemy right now so yeah it's it's intriguing um and that definitely plays a role and on top of it like they're moving like up or down like one or two spots people are like what the hell and it's like dude like at the end of the day sometimes like a team's gonna hop another so it's not just like i don't know for uh, virginia for example who's 77 like they could just hop over ruckers after a big win of course yeah it's not so much that stuff that makes me pull my hair out it's more about when i see the thing that like when you see ohio state lose at home to get crushed at home to uh nebraska and they only fall two spots like why i don't i don't understand that that maybe you can tell me it better i don't know (laughs) that one intrigues me a little bit but then there's other one other case scenarios where i kind of understand it a little more and it's like yeah q1 loss a q2 loss or q1 yeah i guess i guess that's what i'm saying q1 loss or q2 loss just heavily outweighs a q4 loss Mm -hmm. like i honestly at the end of the day a q4 win means jack q4 loss means everything in the world Mm -hmm. so Back to my argument, stop scheduling these fucking teams. <laughs> go big or go home and do these preseason tournaments, too. And that kind of pisses me off, too. They don't do that. But I know they were close to getting in one, that Barclays Classic, whatever the hell it was, Baylor, Baylor last year, year before. I think they were going to play. Remember, I think they were going to play Baylor at at the Garden. Yeah, that was like the but, but then COVID hit. Classic. That's what it was. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and then people like on the boards are like, yo, what if, what if we add the rider game? Like, what if we got that win? I'm like, again, it means yeah. jack shit. Like these teams suck. Like they don't mean anything in terms of like Q like rankings at all. Like, um, 
trying to think like Belmont's like 16 and 0 in Q4 and it's like they're 70 70 and it's like right then and there that there's your answer and it's not just a Q4 loss too it's the fact that they have two Q3 losses as well and it's it, it those are I'm pretty sure those are Big Ten games actually or one's a Big Ten game one's a one, I guess one's probably Nebraska, and then one's a uh, UMass or DePaul. Yeah, and even Rutgers is considered uh, right now a Q three loss, Q four loss, which I think is kind of kind of strange to be honest. Yeah, then the whole neutral thing kind of freaks me out a little bit too because you you have a big gap there. It's like a hundred and one to two hundred rank uh, neutral court, and I guess Rutgers only Q two loss now. Oh, are they? Yeah, because it will be a it will be a neutral court. I'm pretty sure. Oh, because of the neutral court. That's right. Yeah. That's where it gets intriguing. There's like a 50, like the 100 team gap in between some of these. And it's like, just because it's neutral, like, wouldn't that just be considered a way kind of? Yeah. Bit, like, I think the net is probably going to have a little bit of a makeover after this year, personally. Yeah. I don't know who's in, obviously, the NCAA is in charge of it. I don't know. Yeah. I don't think it's going to, I don't think they're going to change the whole, I don't think they're no. going to blow it up, but I think it's going to have just some tweaks here and there to, you know, avoid some of these weird scenarios. That we yeah. find ourselves I mean, just, in. It, I know it's a November like loss. These teams, I guess they're all November technically. Um, Lafayette was bad. DePaul's pretty bad too, just because DePaul like hasn't beat anyone good. They they beat Rutgers, they beat Seton Hall, and they beat St. John's, and then the rest is just like destroyed by like every single Big East team, pretty <laughs> much. Uh, yeah. UMass is ugly too. They should have just pulled that one out, and then game winner, obviously. Whoever the yeah, was. this at the same time though. Okay, so the, I know the net also factors in quality of wins and losses mm-hmm. to me the lafayette loss is the one that just kills them they, i think they could have survived DePaul, probably could have survived umass but the, the lafayette one is just killing them but all those games they lost by the final shot so it's like qual- so you know if you want to take into quality of losses quality of wins yeah. at the same time you can say well rutgers was you know one shot away from winning and then the other side will say, you know, but they were one, they lost by the one shot. So it's all, mm-hmm. it's all kind of here's he, like he say, he said, she said kind of deal where, so it's just, you know, it just, it's, it's just kind of strange. <laughs> yeah. And then even the Penn state loss, like really hurts them pretty bad. They're almost a hundred net. I think they're 94, 95. If this, I think it's 90, 93 right now, the, the Penn state loss, the, uh, the Minnesota loss, it was one Oh seven. Like the, they're not great. It's the resume is so weird. Cause it's, it's so top heavy. And it's mm-hmm. so bottom heavy. There's yeah. nothing in between. It's just, there's no meat. It's just the bread. I <laughs> it's just like, what the hell? So yeah, this is I like, honestly of... though, meat versus bread. I'm taking meat to be honest. I mean, yeah, of course, but I mean, if you want, <laughs> really want to get into the meat, it's there's three, four, four, two, five, one. It's like, ugh. like it's got <laughs> six wins in the quad one that does everything for this resume right now. Um, does the meat have fat? Yeah. Yep. Okay, yep. I'll take it. I'll still take it. The fat's pretty good. Everybody kind of throws the fat away, says it's like, you know, it's the gross part, which, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. it's called fat. So it is going to make you fat. But sometimes I want to get fat. So yeah. let me eat my meat the way I want to eat my meat. You know? Yeah, no. no I, I, I guess. <laughs> how the hell? I don't even know how we get like off topic like that. But um, yeah, yeah no, either. great season for Rutgers. Um, now, in terms of guys coming back, that's where it gets interesting. Ron's not coming back. So get that idea out of your head. Everyone talks about it and it's like, no, he's not like, I was told in preseason, he's not coming back. Um, I get that. He's probably, as long as he plays a decent tournament or has like, maybe if Rutgers does go on a run and he has like two to three good games, he's probably playing himself into the early second round. Cause you know how much it is. Like when the tournament plays on a uh, draft picks and stuff like that, look at him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was great mm-hmm. in the yeah, tournament. Then, and then, then he was, 
dog shit in the NBA. Yeah, okay. Thank you. Thank you. I really need that. Thank you. You're but welcome. I do think, I do, I do I, by the way, they want, they crushed the Clippers yesterday. So, yeah, I got to go. We're done talking NBA now. <laughs> but I think, honestly, I think Ron is a pro at this point. I, like, I'm not saying he's going to be a lottery pick or anything like that, but I think he's grown to the point mm-hmm. and I watch him. I think he, I think he could be as, I think, high first second round I, I think he's a pro I, I could I could see him playing at the next level and producing at the next level because I think he's a good player <laughs> uh he's he's just he's basically what this team is he embodies it he's very erratic he's good when he's really good he's good or when he's good he's really good when he's bad he's really bad and it's just like it's so inconsistent I think that's going to play a big factor and then the fact that like yeah he's a good defender in the big 10 level but he's not guarding guards in the NBA he's and he's like Every bit of six five, maybe six six on a good day. I know it's listed like six seven. That's kind of those BS height. So they always uh they kind of pump up a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I, he's not gonna be able to guard guards in NBA, and he's too small to guard forwards in NBA. So I just don't know, or he's not quick enough to guard the guards, and he's too slow to guard the. Or I, I forget what whatever I said. I, yeah, whatever. I, I but I right the first time, but <laughs> yeah. Um, I I do think mid to late seconds probably around where he's gonna go. Now, is he gonna produce a ton in NBA? I don't think so, to be honest. I think he's going to be probably like a two-way type guy. Um, someone that's just there. But at the end of the day, you're still making money. You're traveling on an NBA team. Yeah. And you're playing basketball professionally. And you never know because you go to the right coach, go to the right system. That's, and that's you never, I mean, look, look at – I mean, just look at his college career. I mean, yeah. No, yeah. we never thought he'd become this. So yeah. it's just – it's so just go to – you know, stay away from the Knicks. No, I'm just kidding. I'd love to see him on the Knicks because – It'd be kind of cool, but uh, just just go to the right coach, go to the right system. If they know how to use you, then yeah, yeah. you never you never know. Yeah, uh, he'd probably have to reshape his body a little bit too. And I know people like tend to think he's overweight. He's not overweight. Like he's just no. he's got a he's, weird he's, build. No, he's, he's bulky. He's strong. Yeah. Um. Yeah. In terms of NBA, I don't know how how he's gonna fare. I do think he gets drafted, just especially because I know he doesn't like to say this, but because of his namesake alone, he's probably gonna get picked up. Mm-hmm. I could um, see the Bulls drafting him, honestly. Honestly, yeah. That, and you could get the feel-good story. Mm-hmm. Um, Second-rounders aren't guaranteed contracts, so it's kind of just you go from there. Um, after that, uh, Geo, probably professionally in Europe, if I had to guess. Uh, I don't know where. There's so many leagues now. I think Corey Sanders is in Poland. Miles Max in Lithuania or something. Mm-hmm. Um, there's so many leagues that he can go play professionally and go get paid pretty well. I could see that happening. Caleb's the one that intrigues me because if he comes back, it's it's such a weird because he can't be this team's main scorer next year. And I don't know if they actually have a top scorer next year right now. That's the big question mark. And if Caleb comes back, it, it's definitely going to help them a lot. But I, I don't know. Like, I, to I don't be think, honest, I don't think he comes back, to be honest. Yeah, to be honest, the, I, I get the I, personally just I get the impression. I think they're all gone the way the way that this whole ceremony the, uh, the way they they spoke to us for the articles mm-hmm. just this whole this whole thing this whatever this whole thing just feels like kind of a swan song for all of them yeah and it's just i i just don't see them i don't see them coming back i think this is i mean we saw him speak to the yeah. crowd after the game and it was funny because they after the game they said they uh didn't expect to do that they or they told him like right before the game but they're like so hyper focused on the game that they don't want to hear that that stuff yeah and i think if they lost i don't think they were going to do it no, uh, pro- but, probably not. Um, but yeah, I, he's he's intriguing now. So he does have that extra COVID year. But here's the issue: his two best friends left the program last off season, mm-hmm. and Montez and Jacob. He still goes and talks to them all the time. He sees how kind of they've kind of been pretty successful on both 
of the, I guess, in their own type of way. I'd argue Montez, maybe not as much. Jacob obviously has been pretty successful with Oregon minus the team kind of like, yeah, whatever. Well, yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. I mean, Jake, Jacob young, great player, but, and, but Oregon struck is got to fight for their tournament lives right now. Yeah. They're, they're, that's going to be an interesting one to see if they make it or not. But uh, no, I, I'd say they both got it's pretty much what they did at Rutgers, the same thing almost, and just kind of just did it elsewhere. Mm-hmm. I think there's a slight chance Caleb could transfer mm-hmm. and go elsewhere. Cause you know, a team with like a, a big defensive team. Like I could see a Virginia, like even reaching out and be like, yo, like we played, we play really good defense over here. Like <laughs> you want to come Like we'll, we'll run the ACC real quick. Um, yeah. I, I'd be intrigued to see what he does. Cause I don't know if he tech, he's a weird one. Cause he doesn't have a good enough offense that I don't know if like a European team would take him. Now that being said, there's so many leagues over there that I'm sure you can find one. Um, CJ Gettys was MVP of the British league. I didn't even know there was a thing. <laughs> um, like I said, there's a Spain league that one of them's playing in. There's a Polish league, Corey Sanders in. Now he probably will go over there and make some money, but it's just, I don't know. I don't know if he's given up the college dream just yet. That's where I'm intrigued. Obviously, I, this is just all speculation and people are going to go after me for this, but <laughs> I, I do think there's a real possible chance he transfers. It's possible, but I, I, I personally, I'd say probably not. Yeah. I'm leaning that way. It's like 60, 40 that way. But I, I do think after seeing his two teammates transfer, his two best friends transfer, he's probably asking him their thoughts on it and go from there. Mm. Maybe Oregon sneaks a third Rutgers player for all we know, three years in sure. a row. Oh, I'm sure the people will love that. Oh, yeah. At that point, <laughs> um, you kind of just got to assume that Pike is just funneling people there now. <laughs> it's interesting. Um, other than that, I guess there's not really a whole lot else to talk about. Recruiting-wise, they – Offered a new 2022 combo guard, six 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 combo guard at a Mount Zion Prep down in um Baltimore, Maryland. He's he's intriguing. Really, yeah, I saw. Do you watch the tape or no? No, no, no. But I was gonna say I saw uh, you posted earlier today about the uh, Lafayette Center hitting the uh, transfer portal. Yeah, seven so foot it, kid out of Jersey, Ramapo High School native, uh, Ramapo High Ramapo native, Ramapo High School alum. Um, Lafayette's the gift that just keeps on giving. At yeah, this right. Point. Um, they just landed a center in football from Lafayette. So who just transferred in um, now that he's an intriguing one because he doesn't, he's not going to put up crazy numbers. Here's the issue. He, he averaged 14 points at uh, what is it? 14 and seven at Lafayette. Mm-hmm. Lafayette's not good. So the thing is like, maybe he could, he's probably going to transfer up a level. I don't think he's going to stay in that. I don't even know what the hell conference are in the CIA. Maybe the yeah, NAAC, uh, the, one of those shitty yeah. conferences. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, something not parified they actually play tonight i believe if i saw that correctly so i might what? actually just tune in because i'm not sh- i would assume he's still playing right is it like in the championship uh, i don't know if it's the championship but i know they play oh maybe i'm maybe i'm wrong i could swear there? i saw lafayette basketball playing tonight but they did just lose to uh fuck no yeah, they play tonight at seven o'clock against the American Eagles. Oh, is it? A, it was just a regular season game. No, this is the the start of their tournament. Oh, okay, Patriot League tournament or whatever. You go Patriot League, by the way. Yeah, that, Rutgers like said, fans got to root for them as hard as possible to win the Patriot League. Imagine, <laughs> imagine them winning it. Oh my god! Although would that be a good thing? Because then they'd be probably no, no, it'd be yeah. bad. No, you yeah, don't want yeah, any that's, team that's, that's like that's you don't want point. any upset bids right now for Rutgers. Yeah, I know. You don't want to, so basically you oh, you want to root for the favorites in every tournament. If you're like yeah. in the shitty little tournaments, if you're the one seed, you root for them. No one else. Yeah. Just, <laughs> um, simple as that. Uh, but no, he's he's interesting. He's not a bad player. He's he's okay. I know some people speculate on the boards. They're like, yeah, he's an A10. 
uh, AAC type of guy. And I'm like, yeah, but at the same time, like he could play 10 minutes and just fill in for cliff. That's all you really need. Yeah. The question is, is he willing to go to a team and be a bench player? Obviously at times you're going to get solid minutes because no matter what people think, Cliff's not going to be able to stay out of foul trouble all 30 games. There's, there's going to be times where you're going to need to play like a solid 10 to 15, maybe, maybe even more. We've seen Dean Reber do it this year. How many more years does uh, the Lafayette kid have? He's a, I think he's a grad transfer. Oh, okay. So it's just more like a, it's, it's a fill-in type thing. And mm-hmm. maybe Coach Pike's kind of proven. He, he kind of has connections here and there. Like I said, CJ Gettys, I never thought would go play professionally. And then he's the MVP over in Great Britain. And yeah. it's like just kind of a funnel type thing. It's the same type of thing. You come to Rutgers, have a good season, prove that you could kind of compete a little bit at that Big Ten level. Some team over there is going to be like, oh, shit, you're seven foot. You know how to score? You know how to rebound? Come on. Like the Knicks. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, no, he, he's an intriguing one. I think it's very, I think there's a high percentage chance that they, they are going to land a center in the portal this, this offseason. They tried it last year with Harar. And they're going to try yeah, it again because, like, as Cliff is going to stay, probably. I, I think. Not gonna yeah, I, would, I think so. I think another year. Out. Yeah, I think another year would be good. Work on his game a little bit yeah. more. But to give him a legitimate backup, I think would make all the difference in the world, and it would also give Dean Reber a guy to kind of learn off of too. Um, I know people speculated and they've said put Dean at the four. I'm like, no, no, stop, stop with this whole like <laughs> moving people and the positions are not good for. I don't think Dean's quick enough to guard fours or threes, whatever you want to call it. The, the Big Ten's weird because they're like yeah, the I mean, centers. Position, are, yeah, no. Uh, no yeah, I don't think he's quick enough at the end of the day. But now then you also do have a center coming in technically in Antoine Wolfolk, who people, again, don't want to believe is a center, but he's got the EJ Waddell build. He's bulky, he's big, and he's just he's going to piss people off down low. And I can't <laughs> wait because he's like the typical scrappy undersized big man. It's just going to... Wasn't he a fo- wasn't he like a football player too? He was yeah, like a three-star yeah. t- three tight end. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's uh very close to going to Cincinnati for football, which I'm a little shocked he turned down because he's from Ohio. He just likes bas- basketball more at the end of the day, and he's still mm. learning the game. Like he once he figures it out, I don't want to say his EJ Waddell type potential, but he's going to be good. His footwork's phenomenal, and he's just bulky. And I really think like his scrappiness is just going to like annoy the hell out of opposing centers. Mm-hmm. So maybe you don't need another transfer, but you you probably do. Yeah, probably. I mean, honestly. Of- I don't know what the roster is going to look like. Yeah, honestly, assuming if those three guys are gone, I mean, just send that, just start sending out the flyers. Like uh, at this point, just everybody's like all the transfers. Just take a look at all of them because you're going to have, you're going to have to fill in those spots somewhere. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I can understand you want to develop guys and, you know, get them like this class. I mean, yeah, you're going to develop them and want them to be, you know, hopefully, hopefully as good as these guys are, you would hope, but I mean, at some point, you're you're gonna probably have to bring some transfers in here because that's that's a that's a lot to ask like guys like a Jalen Miller and a Dean Reber. Say to the s- name. Say the Jaylen name. Miller. Oh, you want me to say it? I lost. He's you got, want me to say it? Okay, I'll say it for you. All right, next year. You want me to say Jaden Jones? Yep, leading scorer next year. You leading scorer? I want it now. If they let him just rock out and just let him shoot everything. He probably scored twenty a game. Yeah, I know people are gonna be like, oh, you, you know what you're talking about. The kid's good. I'm like, I can't believe still that he hasn't played that much at all, if anything. Um, but yeah, I, I do think if he stays, I, I, the shots are there. Like you're losing Caleb, Gio, and Ron. Like the shots are going to be up for yeah. up for grabs. Exactly. I don't so see Jalen Miller dominating the shot count. Yeah, this is a, yeah, this isn't a this isn't a case where like like last year where Rutgers was struggling to find a, a backup big because they all know they're going to back up Cliff. 
a transfer coming in now knows they're like your your chances are you're getting time because that's all yeah. the, between between Gio, Ron, and Caleb. Those assuming Caleb, but who know who, who knows? But you know those are going to be some big shoes to fill and a lot of minutes to a lot of minutes to fill in. So it's kind of open season. It's probably going to be open kind of open season for Rutgers next year. Exactly. It's gonna it's gonna be interesting. I think the team's gonna look a little bit different. Um, I do think they'll make some additions, whether that be the high school or the portal route. Uh, actually, sounds like Pikel and guys are kind of looking at the JUCO route too. So that's that's a little intriguing. Mm-hmm. Um, but more importantly, nine hours and fifteen minutes road trip to Dayton. Yeah, that's how far it is from. Is it? Place. Yeah, it's it's not ideal. It's doable. But yeah, I was going to say, say, say the same thing. Not the worst in the world. And I don't know if I'd actually even want to go to Dayton at that point. I think it's more important that, like, they're going to win Dayton, I'm convinced. Oh, go, go, calm down. Wait a second. Wait a second. I mean, the, the, they're playing, like, this. they're probably playing a good team in Dayton. Like, I, I don't want to get well, ahead of myself, but I mean, Memphis, I mean, is, Memphis is a good team. I saw locked up. Well, I, I, I did, I did, see, I did see Memphis. I think Watch will change it today. I'm SMU. SMU. Which on it changes so much that it's yeah. like who knows? It's like it's like watching NFL mock drafts. Like it changes every time you see it, and it's like who, it's like who knows? I mean, and, I, and you see the 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 Notre Dame Wyoming one, and it's like all right, now now we're kind of we're getting somewhere. That's that's special. <laughs> um, what, what's the other one? There's what's the other play in? Uh, oh, for which the sixteen seed, but they're not going to get a sixteen seed play in. No. Nah. So yeah, hope, he better hope not. SMU like that. That's that's Watchell's bracket right now. Now I don't know if I, I hate to say it, I don't know if I trust Watchell that much. SMU is probably a better draw than Memphis. I would say. I I want to say yes, but I, I really don't know much about SMU to even yeah. like kind of say yes. But they uh, actually they beat Memphis seventy three to fifty seven. We two weeks Did ago. They? Yeah, twentieth. Well, so yeah, but Memphis literally just killed Houston, who's pro, who's. Yeah, I don't. It's so weird. Doesn't make sense anymore. Basketball is just weird. Yeah, that's yeah. Why, why, why do we do this to ourselves? I don't know. It gives me <laughs> a headache every time. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I do think they win Dayton, though. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go out on a limb and say they do win Dayton. Now, where do they go after? That's I they could. Well, I uh, saw Wachtell said they would play UConn. Yeah, UConn in the uh, Midwest bracket, which is like, hey, yeah. let's just stick every fucking East Coast team that's not the number one seed in. <laughs> In the Midwest and the Far West, I hate that they do that. I don't like the, uh, I don't like it at all. The whole thing just pisses me off. The way it's just all because you want you want you want them in this area. Well, I want to be able to like, go closer and not yeah. as like spend as much. Number one, number two, it just it doesn't make sense to me. Like I know you can't do it. I can't give them a home game technically, but like dude, put the East bracket and just put Villanova, put UConn, put Princeton, put Rutgers, put Seton Hall. Mm-hmm. That'd be cool as fuck. Yeah, because you'd get both fan bases then. Exactly. And it's so. like a win-win. I know you can't really – it's probably – actually, Villanova is probably high enough that they might actually get the Philly bracket, which would make a lot of sense. But <laughs> actually, I don't I don't know where they're at in his bracket. Are they in the East? They are not, actually. I don't know where they're at in his bracket. The brackets are weird as shit, too. Because, yeah. you know, they're going to be like, hey, here you go. Uh, you're Spokane, Washington. Like, have fun. <laughs> I don't think that's a thing this year. I think it's uh, I think the furthest one was Portland or San Diego, which San Diego is kind of cool, I guess. Yeah. Um, there's one Fort Worth, Texas. Like I don't know. There's so many options right now. Um, but yeah, I I, I guess that's uh, I got nothing else on this team. We we talked about it. Uh, I think one part of that I think one thing that you've I don't know if you saw 
but it's kind of cool was before the game when they were honoring everybody and they honored uh, Ron and Ron, of course, Ron's family was there. Yeah. Including his brother. Yeah. And the fit and the student section starts chanting. uh, We want, we want Dylan. I I saw that. And then I saw Ron is kind of, Ron is kind of cheering him on, you know, hyping him up. So I thought that was kind of cool. He's going to, he's going to be really good. I know we just ranked uh, the 2024 class this week, 46 in the country. Mm. He's he's could the Harper legacy live on. Had Rutgers. It's it's interesting. Now I it's gonna be tough. I think. I think those blue bloods are gonna get in his ear. It's. I know at the end of the day, like this one's obviously like we're we're not gonna play dumb here. Like we kind of know that there's a little off the court stuff involved with basketball recruiting. It's slimy. It's disgusting. <laughs> um. Now, I don't think that plays a role because obviously Harper is an NBA player, so it's like he's got. I'm sure he's got plenty of fucking money in the bank. <laughs> Um, Ron's probably going to the league. Like, it's it's all about trusting Pike now. Now, the other question I have is: is these blue bloods like if you're not Coach K, obviously because he won't be there, but like a Hubert Davis, like is going to go to Don Bosco Prep to go watch this kid and try to offer him. Mm-hmm. If you're the dad, like, how do you say no to stuff like that? Maybe not. Maybe it's different because maybe not Hubie. Maybe I'm thinking of like who's a big name coach right now, Bill Self. Bill Self comes in, but they yeah. have two, two year postseason band too, so probably. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. a good point. Yeah, I don't know. Well, by the time I guess he gets there, technically they'll be able to go to the tournament again. Um, yeah. I think Rutgers actually has a pretty good early uh, early lead in this one, though. He's been to campus, I want to say, like six or seven times already. Um, the other high major offers are Georgia Tech, Georgetown, and Xavier. Is that high major? I don't even know. Maybe. Debatable. Average. I don't know. They might I don't even know so. what to, I don't know how you classify the Catholic schools. Like I guess the Big East is high major because it is a top two, top three conference, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um the other ones, like the AAC is that high major. Not even, yeah. I'm not, I'm like, not how, sure. how do you differentiate? Like I, I would say Memphis and Houston are probably high major. I would say the rest of the conference probably Yeah. Not. Well what's what's UConn in now? Are they in the Big East. They're in the biggest guy that changes yeah. it honestly every time I look. Seems like I know it's ridiculous. But, <laughs> yeah, no, I saw that, and then they chanted, "Um, they chanted, we want Chase too." Ah, Chase Pasantis. Okay, so then, um, he's actually heavily considering Rutgers too. I, I think that ends up him going to Notre Dame or uh, Ohio State, but mm. we can go back on this and in a year, and someone's gonna criticize me. I told you he was going to Rutgers. Okay, <laughs> sorry, he was favoring <laughs> Ohio State and Notre Dame. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's it's uh. Recruiting wise, it's interesting. I think they have a shot at Dylan. Talked about the game, talked about their tournament, Big Ten tournament. Uh, driving to Dayton, not ideal, but possible. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, that, I think that's kind of it. Like, I uh, is there anything else we missed? Uh, n- no, I don't think. I think that's it. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Well, you guys stay tuned. Uh, if you haven't hit the subscribe button already, hit that down below. Tons of Rutgers content coming, um, whether that be – I know, Craig, you just posted your three thoughts from the game. Uh, I'm sure we're going to – everyone's going to be watching the Big Ten tournament this week and other tournaments trying to pray that number one seed. Just root for the number one seed. doesn't matter. <laughs> Any of these other shitty tournaments, the SoCon, yeah. the Mountain Valley, the MAAC, which I, I call MAC, but it's not the MAC. The MAC in general. The just Mac. root for the one seed, the WAC. Um, the A-10, just root for the one seed no matter what. Uh <laughs> Rutgers in the one seed. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, I'm sure there's some other ones too. Like, 
I don't even know off the top of my head. If they're if the Nets ahead of Rutgers, just go check the net real quick. If it's ahead of Rutgers, just root for them. Or root for them. <laughs> I mean, actually, I don't know. So, root for the net. Don't root for the Nets. <sighs> Come on, dude. I got to do that. We're, we're struggling as is. Okay, we were coming out of our All Star break hot, like Kyrie said, and yeah. Whose fault is that? I gotta go. All right. Um, <laughs> I guess that's another episode. Um, stay tuned. Subscribe. I think we said all the good stuff. And uh, that's it. Peace out. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.